0: Welcome to Season of Saccharin. I'm Holly. I'm Jeff. Join us as we count down to Christmas with 12 Days of Holiday Movies.
1: I want to prove there's more to me than just being a party heiress.
0: Oh, I didn't even know you were inheriting a lot of money.
1: My dad... ...has a multi-million dollar company. Multi-million? So, I get to have yachts, private jets. Basically, the world is my oyster. Because a multi-million dollar greeting card company? Pretty big deal. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be talking this week about a new Netflix movie called Christmas Inheritance.
0: I was so excited to wake up Friday morning, turned on the TV to put some good old Yule log on in the background, since we don't have a fireplace here. And there it was, staring, I was staring down at the barrel of a brand new Netflix movie.
1: Yeah. It looked a little strange, maybe, just from the pictures. It was...
0: What do you mean, the her vaulting <laughs> into a Christmas tree and yeah. going like, oops.
1: Yeah. And giving a piece, a quirky little peace sign to the camera. Oh yeah! So this movie's about a woman named Ellen Langford, often going by Ellie, and she is a heiress. She's a party heiress. <laughs> so throughout the movie, she continuously says, "I'm not just a party heiress. There's more to me than just being a party heiress." But I have to say, there's only one instance in the movie where maybe you would consider her a party heiress?
0: Christmas Inheritance starts with Ellie at some sort of big benefit. Yes. And this very skeezy looking, obviously also his dad has a multi-million dollar company guy, is betting her that she won't do gymnastics in her strapless short Christmas dress at this benefit. So she does, you know, a couple backflips. Everyone's clapping and he says, I'll double it if you vault. Yeah, he'll double
1: the donation because they're at a big benefit. And so I'm thinking, who wouldn't say, okay, you'll donate another $50,000
0: to charity if I do a vault? The tabloids are all in a flurry because I think probably because when she vaults, you can see her underwear. But if someone was like we're going to donate $200,000 for Toys for Tots if you do a vault and your underwear might show. I'd be like, eh, sure. Yeah. I'd do it for a lot less. Oh, yeah. 50 (laughs) bucks. 20 bucks. Incidental underwear. And she's wearing, like, big underwear.
1: It's not really that big a deal. The problem is that there's, like, 50 paparazzi at this party for some reason, and I'm wondering, why did they invite these guys? Because this is clearly a private party for multi-million dollar heiresses and heirs, and so why did they invite, like, 50 paparazzi? I don't know.
0: I really think, by the way, that this company is worth
1: $2 million. Yeah, I want to say it's like (laughs) $1.1 (laughs) million.
0: Millions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the next day, Ellie is in the office being very professional, by the way, laying out... She's laying out new designs for this season's holiday cards, or whatever they do, and asking her dad who's the uh ceo you know what's your opinion on this and this and he comes in in a fury and he slams down on the table a tabloid with her on the cover giving her a little peace sign to the camera after this tumble her dad is really angry at her he's a little weirdly obsessed with this tabloid story i would think if you were a ceo of a multi-million dollar company maybe you wouldn't consider tabloids to be important you would kind of shrug it off but he thinks this negative tabloid story is a huge deal for the image of the company
0: yeah because their company is very homey and it's I think it's called like home and hearth so the dad is close to retiring and he wants to give the company over to his daughter but he can't trust her for obvious reasons you can't trust a woman who does gymnastics into a Christmas tree at a party is the sure. problem. She also took a shot of alcohol.
1: Right. And yes, yeah, so she's clearly too much of a wild party Paris Hilton type. Right. The dad takes his daughter out to lunch. And that's where she says, I want to prove I'm not just a party girl. Yeah. And so the dad's response to this is, okay, I'm going to send you to our hometown. And she
0: goes, you want me to go to Snow Falls? Which just... <laughs> So that's the name of their hometown for this Christmas movie, is Snow
1: Falls. The dad has this tradition with the co-founder of the company, who I guess got out of the company a long time ago, I'm not really sure. Every Christmas, they deliver a series of letters back and forth, chronicling the beginnings of the company through the takeoff of the company and them becoming multi-millionaires.
0: Oh, okay. It's kind of weird. I tried to pay attention to that, and I still didn't understand. (laughs) It's it's very hokey.
1: And, you know, even later on in the movie,
0: she says, why am I doing this? (laughs) I don't think she knows. (laughs) That wasn't in the script. That was her asking the script doctor, hey, why am I doing this?
1: So Big Daddy Warbuck sends her off to Snow Falls to deliver these letters to Uncle Zeke.
0: But she's not allowed to bring anything more than just $100. And...
1: (laughs) That is in the form of a $100 bill, so making it as hard as possible (laughs) to get around. (sighs) Anyhow. She
0: tries to give the $100 bill as a tip to the bus driver. Right. Which, when she gets on the bus driver, she's like, where's the call button? I want some champagne. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, she doesn't know how things work. So she thought she was taking a plane, and it ended up being that she went to the bus. And that was a funny joke, because... Who would ever take a bus? And she didn't know how buses worked. And uh, this was, I guess, the movie showing us that she is a
0: vapid party heiress who doesn't know how the real people live. I just didn't believe it, though. She did not look like someone who would not know that they don't give you champagne on buses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, she gets off the bus, finally arrives at Snowfalls, and <laughs> through this... Kind of Mr. Bean series of events. (laughs) Her suitcase is pushed out into the road and then hit by a taxi cab, throwing her unmentionables all over the road. The taxi cab
0: driver is a white male her age. Pete from The Office, actually. So, obviously, you know who this is. Yeah. He's the love interest. And
1: they do not get along well at first because he says, why is your suitcase in the middle of the road? And she says, I don't know, it just kind of fell fell out there and it didn't make any sense. It was almost as if it was on a long twine and pulled by someone off screen.
0: (laughs) The ghost of love. Yeah. For the record, she didn't say those things, but...
1: But that was what it was like.
0: Yeah. Pete drives her over to the inn where she's staying. And of course, he's also the manager at the inn. I kind of think I want to add that as a trope.
1: I mean, at this point, we've seen a lot of small towns where... People are uh, the manager of an inn, the mayor, the cab driver. It seems like a lot of people in these small towns take on a lot of different hats. Yeah. One thing about this town, they don't understand the scale of a small town because he's the only cab driver in town.
0: But they have a homeless guy. But they have a
1: homeless guy. They have a soup kitchen, apparently. They have shelters for emergency. They have a pretty active-looking downtown Main Street. Yeah. I don't think they've ever been to small-town America.
0: And I think if you have one homeless person in your town, everybody pitch in and, goodness gracious, someone take care of the only homeless person in the town. Yeah, but
1: you know, he has full use of the soup kitchen all to himself. Oh, boy. Unlimited soup for this guy.
0: I guess, because there's only one homeless person. Oh, and then that awful social commentary on how you should just give money to the homeless person instead of donating. Because the first scene in the movie is Ellen being generous. Philanthropic, for sure.
1: Yeah, philanthropic, donating to charity, in fact, doing something to, you know, make a fool out of herself to donate more money to charity. And yet here she is walking through this small town and Pete is giving her a lot of guff for not wanting to donate a dollar or two for the, to the uh, homeless guy in the corner.
0: And she's like, well, I'm, I read that it's much better to donate to charities and programs to help them get on their feet And get jobs. I think she really says that. Instead of just continuing the cycle.
1: Anyway, we don't have to get into it here. Oh, boy. But the movie made a weird misstep in terms of adhering to this idea that giving cash directly to people is the only way to help them. Anyhow, we come to realize pretty quickly that Ellen and Pete are pretty antagonistic against each other. Pete's really sarcastic.
0: Yeah, city mouse, country mouse. Ellen
1: is clueless, doesn't know how to do anything. Um, constantly lying about who she is, what she can do, because she was told when she came to this town to pretend to be someone else. Because the point of the whole thing was that she was trying to
0: get along with just $100 to her name and nothing else. Because she only has $100, she really quickly runs out of money to stay at this inn. So they put her to work. And she ends up... I think she's vacuuming in high heels... The vacuum sucks up boxers and explodes. Like, (laughs) full on explodes. There's. Like, she has to hide behind an armoire. (laughs) It looks like a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. There's
1: just ash falling to the ground, and Pete comes in. He almost looked at the camera. You know what I mean? Like, in the office, kind of (laughs) offhand. But, uh. Yeah. So, after that, she lies and says, Actually, I was a baker. And so they put her to work in the kitchen.
0: She doesn't do any better there, of course. No. But,
1: in the kitchen, She actually meets this woman
0: who was her dad's former
1: girlfriend before
0: her dad found her mom. And her dad's former girlfriend kind of softens our lead, Ellie, up to Pete. She ends up being kind of inspired by seeing how generous Pete is. And she ends up helping out, especially when there's a big storm.
1: Right. A blizzard comes to town and sends people from all over this small town into the inn. The power goes out. Right. Power it's goes, cold. Right. And so the inn still has power. So the inn says, okay, we'll take everybody.
0: She looks around and thinks about how cold it is and runs out into the snow to find the one homeless guy.
1: Apparently no one else thought to maybe invite the homeless guy in. By the way, Pete and the homeless guy know each other on a first name basis.
0: Right. But he
1: doesn't think to go out in the worst blizzard of the season and maybe help the guy who's like... You know, freezing to death under, a, under an awning.
0: Oh, yeah. I think his name is Jake. And I think he would he would have literally died. Yeah, so absolutely. it was a good call.
1: They get through the blizzard. Her and Pete have this moment where he takes her outside. They go on a walk. And he shows her these ice sculptors. Pete is actually a artist. He does a lot of things, doesn't he? Now that he, <laughs> he has a lot of hobbies and talents. Uh, he, turns out he used to be married. L- used to live in New York, actually. But his wife left him while the song Silent Night was playing.
0: So he hates the song Silent Night.
1: So now he can't stand the song Silent Night, which is strange.
0: And then we'll we'll fast forward a bit. Her fiancé comes to town because he's annoyed that they're not on their way to Maui. Right.
1: All this time, Ellen has had a fiancé. Not really a person in the picture, just kind of part of her old life.
0: Okay. I am so confused at the fiancé because she's like honey, I have to just stay in this town and deliver this letter. And then I'll be able to go to Hawaii and he'll make me CEO. And the fiance who's really greedy is like too impatient. Right. Whether or not I was greedy. If you were like, I can't spend Christmas with you, I'm going to go to this small town and inherit a bunch of money and a big company. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Go ahead, sweetheart." Yeah, take a couple weeks. Take a couple weeks if you're going to bring home that much money. Multi-millions. That's fine. <laughs> so Pete and her are kind of having a romantic moment back at the end. They've already had one self-interrupted kiss
1: where she realizes, "Oh wait, actually I have a fiance." Right. And Pete gets a little flustered, and he knows actually cuz she's been talking about having a fiance.
0: So she's about to kiss him. The fiancé walks up. He's really rude. And Pete finds out who Ellen really is. Right. The
1: fiancé is drunk and cranky and happens to accidentally mention that Ellen is a, the party heiress. And not just the party heiress, but she, her dad is the one who basically controls the whole town. Because this not in a ta- creepy way. No, but this town is run on company money. Because it's the town where the company was founded, the company sponsors most things.
0: So like Microsoft and Redmond?
1: Right, so it would be like if she was Bill Gates' daughter.
0: Microsoft, Home and Hearth, just a couple of multi-million dollar companies. <laughs> That's right!
1: That's right!
0: Okay. The funny thing is, I
1: didn't realize this till now, it's totally a play on Hallmark, right? Home and Hearth? Yeah. But Hallmark is probably worth, like, trillions? Yeah. Or billions? Not
0: trillions. Jeffrey, oh my goodness.
1: But the, but the is also the one who funds all these movies, so it's kind of funny. <gasps> oh,
0: I just realized <laughs> yeah. that. That's very funny. Anyway, long story short. We forgot to say something pretty important, Jeff. She's just supposed to deliver the letter, but she can't find the guy she's supposed to deliver the yeah, letter to.
1: Yeah, Uncle Zeke is missing, and everyone says, Oh, you know Uncle Zeke. He'll be here when he's here.
0: And that's why she's kind of stuck in this town with no money and has to work. And and she's got that
1: kind of stubbornness where she says, I could just drop it off, but I'm not gonna.
0: I would call it stick with itness, not stubbornness. So she's sticking with it. And while she's there, she actually arranges this big community uh, benefit. Mm -hmm. And it's great. She does a great job because she's not just a party heiress. She actually is a very important part of the company. She knows how to... Planned benefits and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. She's got some good skills. She's a good person at the beginning of the movie. I know. I know. Except for not understanding that they don't serve wine on buses. But, <laughs>
1: yeah. So right before this benefit is to occur, her fiance takes her in a convertible, says, you know what? Let's just go to Maui. Let's go. And so they're on their way, uh, and then she gets mad at him and says, you know what? This was a mistake. Takes off her ring. Ooh, now they're broken up. He says, what are you going to do? I'm not taking you back. And she spots that same bus she took to get into the town and says, you know what? I can take the bus. And it's almost like his jaw hit the floor. (laughs) The party heiress taking a bus? The uh, bus (laughs) (laughs) So she takes a bus back, gets back just in
0: time for this benefit to be happening, walks in. Oh, Santa's on stage. And Santa has a very special note for the whole town. While well, Santa was on
1: stage, the camera was way zoomed out, and I was like, "This is interesting. Why are they not showing Santa close in?" And the reason for that is because Santa is a non-white actor, and the that reason for that a- is because Santa is actually, you guessed it, Uncle Zeke, who was not white. And the, the implication there is that if we saw a non-white Santa, we would think, "Oh, something's up." <laughs>
0: Oh, may I do a side about non-white Santas? Yes. Thank you. So I was looking on Pinterest the other day, like you do, for winter crafting inspiration. And I saw these Santa Claus Oreo cookies. Um, This was sad. (laughs) Where they had made a little Santa face and hat and beard out of cookies. And... I was like, what's wrong with this picture? And I realized that they had gone out of their way to find white Oreos. Yeah, they had found
1: those white... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They've gone out of their way to find the white Oreos instead of the normal chocolate Oreos because they thought, no one's going to understand these These are Santa if we just use the regular ones.
0: They could have just gotten a different brand of cookie and it wouldn't have been strange at all. Of course. It's the fact that they... That they were... They, they thought it was
1: so important uh, that Santa was
0: white. But Jeffrey, can't, can't you see them reaching for the Oreos in the aisle? And their hand is still out, and they go, <laughs> And then they look around, and they see the white Oreos, and they go, Phew, Oh, wow. <laughs> my white Christmas will be preserved. Oh, was so sad. Anyway, so Santa has a letter for everyone, And it's a letter from her dad. The CEO. The CEO bequeathing the company. Saying,
1: Yes, she's a party heiress, but she's my party heiress, and she'll make a great CEO. And by the way, look behind you, I'm here, and he was there. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole thing was all planned out, that Ellen would be stuck in the town for a few days and have to make her way through and make relationships in the town to prove to her dad that she would make a good CEO. And she did. And everything ended up happy. You know, the dad started dancing with his old
0: girlfriend. She gets back together with Pete. Yes. I hope no one minds that we haven't been using his correct name this whole time. Who knows what it is? He's Pete. (laughs) He's Pete. Pete forever. She gets back together with him, and they start dancing to guess what song? (laughs) <laughs> Silent Night
1: yeah sung by his aunt which <laughs> I was wondering why because she knows that Silent Night is a bad trigger for him but she says I don't care I'm going to sing it it's my song so <laughs> I was thinking, it's very insensitive yeah very insensitive so anyway that's the end of the movie uh, Little Party Heiress becomes CEO of a multi-million dollar company uh, let's run through our bingo list let's do it first of all City Folk. Yep. Oh, yeah. New York City, going back to Snow Falls. Mm-hmm. I think that was upstate New York. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, a character named Holly. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> a little self-obsessed over here, I guess. Grinch. Who was the Grinch? Maybe not, because everyone liked Christmas.
0: But he didn't like the song Silent Night. <laughs> Does that make him a Grinch? Yeah. Half okay. Half Grinch. Half Grinch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Pete was the Grinch because his wife dumped him. Single Dad. Ooh. No. No single dad. Recent death. Yeah. Her, well. Ellie's mom. That wasn't recent,
0: though. Ellie's mom passed away a long time ago, but it's still really affecting her.
1: Yeah, and because her mom lived in this town, everyone knew the mom. Mm. And in fact, her dad's old girlfriend, who was the baker, recognized Ellie immediately. She saw through her facade because she says, you are a spitting image of your mother. Mm. Uh, Quitting her job. Uh, no, actually, she gets promoted. Gained her job. <laughs> Unrealistic career lifestyle. Absolutely. Multi-million dollar company does not make one a billionaire heiress. No. That's not how that works.
0: There's a few steps in between. <laughs> There's
1: some, a few zeros in between, I think. Teenage wasteland. No teenagers. No
0: teenagers.
1: Christmas is about.
0: Yep, she says. Uh, you've taught me something that really matters.
1: Right, and, and I that's know... charity in this oh, movie. Oh yes. Charity. Although she knew about
0: charity. Yeah. It's frustrating. She
1: was really good at and, it. Yeah. And in fact, her ability of being good at charity helped with the climax of the movie. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, miracle.
0: Nah, eh, not really. No. Yeah.
1: Interrupted kiss. They did self-interrupted. themselves. Self-interrupted. Yep, self-interrupted. Romantic treated injury. Nope. Secondary romance. Vaguely. Vaguely. It's alluded to that the dad and, the gr- and his old girlfriend got back together, but they, I don't think they even show it. Mm-hmm. Falling together in snow. I don't think so. There was, this movie was not that playful. No. For, for her being so playful in the beginning, she kind of straightens up. Yeah. And Pete is not at all playful. No, he's not. He's a crank. And then uh, last but not least, waiting slash skeptical for snow.
0: No, it's, the town's called Snow Falls. It's, <laughs> it's snowy.
1: Yeah, Snow Falls and Snow Falls. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. As always, we'll see you again tomorrow with another delightful Christmas movie.
0: Well, not as always, Jeffrey. We are going to stop this after Christmas. Well, (laughs) yes, it is a limited
1: edition (laughs) show, but we're going all the way through Christmas, so please keep listening. I'm Jeff.
0: I'm Holly. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas.